Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hey there. In today's episode, I had the honor and privilege of having a dear friend of mine join me as we talk about ritual. Uh, We talk about tea and just reminiscing about how we met and their journey um, in their business. We have Amy Trung of Paruti joining us today. Amy has a degree in international business from UC Irvine and a decade of working in consulting, tech, and wellness. Amy took the leap and started Paru in 2017. The idea quickly grew from a pop-up with tea educational workshops to a full-time business operating both locations in-store and online. In addition to leading the team, Amy serves as a primary tea educator, buyer, and master blender. She enjoys working with her hands, creating nostalgia-inspired teas like blue chamomile and pandan waffle. If you have not visited her shop, uh, it is one of the most magical places I've ever been. It's been created with divine uh, intention. It's so clean, um, so beautiful, and it really just highlights the tea and the work that, and love that goes into the space. It's definitely something to experience. And you can also experience her teas um, online. She does ship her teas out. I hope you enjoy this beautiful episode as we connect over tea. Welcome to Bewitching the Home, where we explore holistic interior design and its influence on all areas of our mind, body, and spirit. We discuss practices in creating sacred space in alignment with our higher selves and feature conversational explorations with special guests and ventures through the realm of mindfulness, holistic approaches to design, wellness in the home, and sustainability. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Welcome back to Bewitching the Home, episode four. Um, with Amy of Paru Tea. Before we get started, I would like to go ahead and ring her bell, light a candle, and then um, pull a card for our session together, our conversation, and then um, we'll get into some some tea. So let's go ahead and just center in wherever you are. Got a beautiful candle here for us. Just to invite the element of spirit and fire into our space. today. I'm so excited because I have cards by La Flora Tarot and all of her cards are um, plants, which we're going to be diving into plants today with Amy. Um, So I thought it would be a beautiful way to combine all of these beautiful spirits. So I will pull a card from here. They're just really beautiful florals and plant medicine that we get to connect to. Um, So for our session and for anyone that is listening, I'm gonna pull the cards right side up as I always do. And we have the Three of Wands. And Three of Wands is the card of vision. It's the card of expansion. So it's really about 
um, the vision, the overall grand scheme of all the things at the end of everything, like where are we going at the end of it all? So it's, it's about dreaming big. We are in Pisces season while we are um, filming this and taping this recording the video um so this is this is dreaming this is expansion and and going big with this beautiful fire element of the three of wands i love it and i always think of like big visions with amy because she's always got the most amazing things happening so welcome amy to the bewitching the home i'm so excited to have you well, thank you so much, Rick. I'm also excited to be here. Yeah. And of course, Amy is my beloved tea um, of choice. I have all of her teas <laughs> on all of my episodes. She's like, she doesn't know. I'm just telling her um, I've adopted her as my yeah. um, my tea brand. <laughs> so, Amy, what are you? Yeah. What are you drinking over there? Oh, so since today was, um, well, oh, we were just chatting Um waking up to the rain i thought um i was craving like a ginger ginger tea and then so i'm uh, drinking our uh, ingot blend that we actually created for filipino american history month it uses a um ginger from the philippines i don't know if i ever had to try it uh rachel but no that's amazing since i'm half filipino this is really cool (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's just a really nice like warming blend um we, uh, it's inspired by my mother-in-law, actually, because um, every time she would come over or if we leave uh, visiting her house, she would say, ingat, ingat, just, you know, <laughs> yes. take, care, you know take care. Um, and then she would always bring over some sort of like ginger tea like for us. So we kind of created our, our own version of that. And whenever it's kind of a little bit cold or cozy, um, I always pull it out and, and drink it, so it feels really warming. Mm. I love that you said that. When I remember my mom would always make ginger tea um, mm, for yeah. us when you know whenever our throats were sore, or if we didn't feel good, yeah. she'd always like be up there just doing the ginger <laughs> and <laughs> making the tea. And I remember just being like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, it's real warming, and I think like in the Philippines overall, like um, they, um, you know, yeah, ginger is like the tea of choice too and I, I just find that just yeah so warming too because it's just uh, so good for you yeah most definitely oh I'm so glad that you did that that's really cool so this morning when I was pulling uh going through all my teas I was like oh I've got Amy coming on what am I gonna do and I pulled out the subscription box for is it February it was February yeah. and there is one called Dragon's Pearl and I was like what is this <laughs> It's a blooming tea, and I, I need to know more about this. Um, I see that it's a combination of green tea, jasmine blossoms, um, marigold, and what is this other one? Amaranth? Amaranth, Amaranth. yeah. Yeah. Amaranth. So this is what it looks like. It's beautiful. It's insanely gorgeous. Yeah, it's 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 insane. It's it's absolutely stunning. So tell me, how do they make this? Because it's all been like woven together. There's major artisan um, magic in this tea. Yeah. So each um, blooming uh, flower is hand woven. So they use uh, they dry out um, some long dried green tea, like a silver needle green tea, make it flat. And then uh, they weave it with a string, and then they have like different dried florals, which we were just naming off, like um, the chrysanthemum, jasmine, amaranth, inside to make certain designs, like in there, and very intricate because uh, there are different types of um, blooms that will occur, and uh, depending on the pattern. Um, so the dragon's pearl is actually one of my favorite ones because it's supposed to have like two little. Um, pearls will um, shoot up in your teapot. And you have the perfect teapot. Yeah, and you can get these beautiful teawares at your shop, which is where I got these. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's super easy to to make tea, so I'm so happy you're doing that, because that one's usually, I love brewing the blooming flower for like, yeah, like special like celebratory occasions and sharing it and entertaining guests, so yeah, and that's exactly what this is. Ugh. 
yeah and it's like really delicate <clears throat> and soft and it's just like a really pretty pretty tea and a great way to wake up the morning i think yes absolutely and i've just been using your teas to to calm myself and to center and that's what i think is really beautiful about what you what you create and speaking of i always ask you know about home so so what does home look like for you right now how is how is that actually i was just just thinking right when i was like um waking up i was like oh this is nice to kind of start out the day mm -hmm. uh, with your podcast because um seldom i am just at home uh in the mornings because i'm going out to um to work and making sure like everything's prepped I, I was thinking i was like oh maybe i should do the podcast at paru but i was like oh i think there's just a nice warming experience of mm -hmm. being able to you know take this podcast at home because i do like a lot of virtual tastings too so then that feels like i'm online and doing uh, at the shop but this 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 felt really nice to be at home and be well on my lap here i have benji <laughs> uh he's definitely i i would say a decoration in the home <laughs> yeah he is he's a beautiful home spirit <laughs> yeah. uh, he matches um the couch and the pillows perfectly <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh so beautiful um, and, yeah and i think um yeah home right now has just been really centering for us i mean lonnie and mm. i have been so busy going in and out but whenever we're at home I feel like we've taken more of our appreciation to it and having a clean home is also really important <laughs> to us <laughs> yeah and your home is so special and I've been there several times and, and each time yeah, you go into it's special <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did a beautiful blessing and but every time I go there it's like you guys are always bringing in like bringing me these beautiful teas and Lonnie's like making cookies it's just like yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and then like a lot of times your family's there so it's just everyone's just so I think with both of our, our families yeah yeah you met my mother-in-law <laughs> I met them all and my mom and my mom too yeah they're both very uh I would say strong women <laughs> yeah which is amazing and they just have so oh, and my I mom just can't stop talking about you Rachel <laughs> <laughs> every time I visit her she's like how's Rachel and then she talks about her crystals and you know she dreams of having like a crystal shop someday too and yes. I mean, her collection is really vast i anytime if you're ever down in torrance i feel like you oh i need to make a trip yeah yeah i would love to she has a huge collection but i think yeah. you enjoy seeing it she needs it she needs a crystal shop for sure and then she can serve your tea <laughs> yeah <laughs> She said that's her retirement plans. So okay. <laughs> so when is she retiring? So I can put it on my calendar. And <laughs> I well, she's like a workaholic. She's a Capricorn. Yeah. So okay. she's kind of like. Uh, so she's never she's retiring. Never, yeah, she's never retired. <laughs> she's been at her job for over like 30 years now. Mm -hmm. um, but but I think definitely maybe within five, five yeah. years or something. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. I love it. Um, so yeah, and then and then I would love to just, you know, share with everybody how we connected because I feel like that in itself is a beautiful, um, just coincidental, like everything was in alignment. And I don't know if you remember, oh, but it was, yes. <laughs> but it was back yeah. in like when was that? I think it was like maybe 2018 when we did that um, event together, and I was pulling cards for the circle and I remember going in the back and then you had your tea back there you had the, mm -hmm. the blue chamomile and you had another one and they were like I think they were the cold teas and um, oh yeah yeah yeah, Girl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when I met Charlene and Enrique from Studio mm -hmm. Lonise yeah, yeah. um yeah so it was well, just like we'd collaborated when we first met and then we're still like doing stuff Oh my god, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember going to those, I mean, just starting out too, I think it was like, well, early like 2017, there was like a lot of like meetup groups and stuff, yeah. so everyone's also like figuring out like their way, which is interesting. I was, and I was just trying to, uh, it was funny because I, I felt like I was never an attendee. I always wanted to like show, like showcase things, just kind of like YouTube being like more than 
just being like involved in things. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I always kept hearing the name Rachel Lorraine, Rachel Lorraine, and then of <laughs> course you know you're um, just like such a beautiful energy. And it's like oh, that's when you actually uh, when we finally introduce ourselves. It's like oh, you're Rachel, and then um, and then I think we decided to like meet up after with like Charlene or something yeah. too when we're because we were doing like fo- fo- uh, like working with them as well too right yeah well that was the first time I met them and they she's like I'm gonna take photos of the event and I was like oh this is amazing okay perfect and then she was <laughs> like you know and Enrique's like oh my god um but it was just fun it was just like and then and then Charlene had reached out to me I think like a month later for like the woman like March which was women's oh, um, yeah, yeah. thing she was doing like this series of creating photos and she asked me to to do some photos and I was so honored and and I think we just kept talking and then you and Charlene and Enrique got that space together um yeah, yeah. well that was really like just a nice co- it wasn't even that coincidence but very serendipitous like in a yeah. way um, yeah and then because she, that yeah. was just within that week we both were looking for something and then surely you came in after to bless the space too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they're but like oh come over yeah yeah I because that we space. both um yeah so we, it's because we both I mean, we only knew each other for like a week or so, but it just felt like a nice connection. But we're like, wait, we need to really make this a good connection because it's both of our starting businesses. Really, let's bring Rachel in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you guys didn't know each other very long before you um, got a space together. Yeah, no, it was just within that week because I was looking and then I think I met up with them for coffee and because they wanted to... We wanted to work with each other, but I mentioned that, and then they were into it, and we're like, uh, this, I, we don't know each other very well, but it feels right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it oh could be God. really great or really bad, but it would just turn out really great. I mean, it's just oh like, God, that's like, so one of funny. That's so funny. Like, and then I remember us, yeah, like, all standing, four of us together, <laughs> and <laughs> pulling cards, and I remember being like, oh, my God. Your fire, um, Charlene's earth, Enrique's water, and then I'm air. And we we're like, we got yeah. the four elements. We were like yeah. freaking out over that. <laughs> we all pushed each other to do something, right? Yeah, yeah. And you guys weren't there very long. Um, how long were you there before you got the space in Point Loma? Uh, it was a year. So mm. it was exactly a year. Um, I mean, no, it was never any permanent space by any means, but I think we needed to work outside of our home. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so tell me about that, because that's a whole thing that I feel like people have had to like work from home, do things there. And then now I feel like we're all feeling like, oh, my God, I got to get out of my house. And so that's really what made you guys move out is, or, you know, get into a space that's more um, outside of your your home because it, it, and at that time you were doing more pop-up things right yeah 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 so um during that time yeah I was solely just um like booking like events as many as I could but thoughtful ones not just mm-hmm. you know things I didn't think would fit but um I think I got to the point with like um starting my like online shop and I was like oh I really need a dedicated space home I actually at that time uh Lonnie and I we just moved in together in to, in San Diego we we're just sharing a studio in Bankers Hill <laughs> <laughs> with Benji here and it oh. was really really crowded as just like a studio apartment uh but for some reason the kitchen was fairly large so I kind of made a space there but as I was doing more and more things, I was like, I really have to separate home and work because I want to come home to a more comforting place. I don't want to be reminded of work. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, we re- I really worked up to that point of being able to, you know, afford like a a place. And that, that's where um, we both, uh, Charlene and Enrique, both at least like splitting it was like really helpful um yeah. creating space like with each other and we both have our our own separate places in in um that office space but um yeah i think that was really important to create that division of home and work um mm-hmm. yeah it was more fluid of like okay this is the time yeah, and I think you were really smart about creating a space with somebody else so that it kind of relieved the pressure of having to come up with 
the rent every month and having someone that mm-hmm. you can connect with. And then also you guys are very intentional about like the space in itself and, and also creating boundaries in the space, but also being right. able to infuse each other's energy. And like you guys would, um, con- I, I just remember going there and you guys would connect and like, you know, you your, your energy was all together was just so synergizing and and uplifting and it was like you created like this beautiful support support system um mm. within that space um and then when people came in i felt like they they were like being introduced to them and then when their people came in they were you know being introduced mm-hmm. to your tea mm-hmm. and um and then you started doing tastings in that space yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah that space i don't know it was actually i mean it wasn't the most beautiful space it was very office like yeah. so different from both of our places now <laughs> but um so i had my own office and they had their own office and then we had a common room area and the common room area was uh used for um yeah tastings i did but very you know maybe like once a week but then people started coming there they're like oh i i heard i looked up and there was like a tea shop here <laughs> it was totally not set up for as a tea shop but I think as time passed and within that like one year mark, it really um, was really encouraging because, um, like you said, it was nice feeling like support from all different levels. Because you know when you were first starting, just as an entrepreneur business, it could get really lonely too. And at mm-hmm. the time, Bonnie um, didn't fully join uh, Paro, and she was always helping, um, like as a partner, but she also had like a full time job too. So. I was like, oh well, she was gracious enough to keep keep working as with her full time job, and then for me to to kind of test the waters and see how far um, this idea of Paru like could go. It was, yeah, it was all su- support systems from like all fronts. So the, the very the first year was very delicate. <laughs> yeah, first two yeah. years. So tell me the intention behind Paru and how this idea came to be and, and what does Paru mean? Um, so Paru, just like living, um, like before now, just um, thinking back, was like before Paru, um, Lania, we both lived in um, Japan overseas. So it was a really, I would say, eye-opening to um, kind of immerse in like different like tea culture and it's not even just tea culture it's the culture there just to mm. um, have tea invite guests over and that's just like a really hospitable thing to do and people don't think twice about it sometimes when you bring out tea here everyone's like oh you're getting so fancy right <laughs> but and now it's um, tea in like other places, especially in Asia, it's just the almost like the way of life, and it's considered like a um, a practice and a skill set to do, almost like martial arts. And um, I was just incredibly mesmerized by that because I never thought I was like, oh, pouring tea—that's a a skill or um, or a practice you have to learn like your whole life. Um, because like when you're thinking of like you know karate of course you'll see like more like action-based things and you can see how you can work up your way to it but i think i was like really fascinated uh, by that and also um just growing up when we were talking about uh, my mom she's a big big tea drinker and i think that was something that i just inherently um felt um, just like a deep appreciation with at a, like a young age too, just learning about the different herbs and that's why I was so, always so excited uh, creating uh, different like blends for you, uh, Rachel, with um, different like new moons and astrology signs <laughs> and just learning oh, yes. about how different contribute um, to the overall um, taste and um, and look of the blend. So um, and the and just moving to San Diego, I thought there was a big um, non-existent community of tea, <laughs> especially yeah. when, you know, San Diego's just so well known for like a lot of beautiful like food and beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, Such a large like food and beverage like industry too. And we have like, you know, Michelin star restaurants, but I think craft tea was uh, like a missing piece. So. Uh, that's why with the pop-ups started to fe- to to 
bring it in and see what people thought of it. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think I maybe told you in the, um, before, but when I had my very first pop-up at the courtyard in downtown San Diego. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that that's a major, like, um, outdoor, like, park area. And there was, like, you know, beer brewing, too. And then um, I think it was, like, one of their last events before they, uh, they closed. But I was like, okay, let me just give this a try. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to serve some um, tea. And if there was one um, customer that comes, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it was, like, a successful event. Yeah. And I just, you know, did, like, posting on social media and Instagram and you know there was actually quite a bit of, pe- bit of people that came and they were very interested in tea and that was just really encouraging I probably made less than $50 that day but it was great <laughs> <laughs> but I think you opened a door to this whole other culture and a new craft that you know we were, t- were totally missing you know it's um, the brew industry of, of beers is huge here, but we, we definitely don't have um, the artisan teas that I think we, we might not even known like we're missing out on and you've, you've created that for us. And, and then also you mentioning the moon circles. Um, I forgot to say that, yeah, we, we mm. collaborated <laughs> when you got your second location in Point Loma and um, you were also sharing it with Charlene and Enrique and and we all together did new moon and full moon circles there. And um, we would talk about what is this moon energy and what's the zodiac sign that it's in. And then Amy pulled all these beautiful um, herbs together. And then in circle, we all set intention into the herbs and every person before COVID <laughs> was dipping the herbs into the teapot and we would brew and it was just an amazing experience and I still have a lot of those teas because we also created ritual boxes after like in 2020 Mm -hmm. with me and Carly and um so I still have a lot of those teas and they're very special and I and I just go to my tea box my drawers I have a a couple of drawers of all of your teas and I just go in and feel into like what wants to connect with me um today and that's how I pick my teas and it's so magical having you there it's it's this magical tea box <laughs> oh my gosh uh, no that's yeah. you created such a wonderful space and everyone still yeah brings it up like what are we having moon circle <laughs> I know we need to <laughs> we could do like maybe we could do like a seasonal thing or, or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell me about, and then you just opened this new shop in La Jolla, which is absolutely oh gosh, stunning. Yes. Absolutely stunning. Yes. Um, tell me Thank about that. Thank you so that. much for being a huge part of it, Rachel, too. Uh, oh, we, yeah. Um, launched our um, Kickstarter last March. And thank you again, Rachel, for being like a backer, too. Of course. Just, just, it was just a wonderful um support like in the community too and i think that was like a huge part of making the space so special too because Mm -hmm. everyone contributed to us opening it and um in a place like la jolla too i think a lot of people wonder like oh why do we choose like la jolla for our um our our flagship location um i mean logistically we would like to be like a little bit like up north since the point loma story is a little bit down south but Mm -hmm. i think uh, just, I think the the space felt right in itself to you because um, I don't know for some reason, and you can tell me, Rachel too. It's like I'm like drawn like by the water because I'm a Pisces yeah. mood. But with Point Loma, you know, it's by the harbor. La Jolla is by like the beach, and I don't know these two echoing like elements of it felt just I don't know just right for like the shop. Yeah, um, and you're working with tea, so you know there's more water. You're just all up in this water energy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we just opened in November, and it was insane to, I mean, come to that point because all the obviously all the prep work and the construction. Rachel, you know all about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. Um, uh, we were so lucky to work with also Mickey Uwasaki and and his team too because they did such an incredible job of just putting the space like together and yeah. just honoring the vision of Paru as like a 
uh, like, you know, like minimal, like community space, but also making it feel special without, um, with the detail of it and not mm-hmm. so many different, I mean, it only has like one, two colors, like in there. It's absolutely <laughs> but, stunning. I was just going to say it really highlights like the tea itself. It's like the tea yeah. is the showcase. And then you just got this beautiful machine. Tell me about this matcha. Um, um Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so one of the the um, things that, again, true to uh, what, what our, our mission in the beginning is bringing more craft tea to, uh, I mean, starting in a place like San Diego is our stone mill matcha where we grind fresh matcha like on site and we're the first tea company in California to actually do so and there's only a few across the U.S. Um, but that was just... Um, no, um, it's like most of people's like first time, unless they've been to like Japan and like certain places. This is the first time everyone's seen like uh, like a stone mill watcher machine that was custom built for us. Um, and I think that was like that was um, not only wanting to have a more I don't know, fresh experience of being able to you know freshly grind your matcha, but even more than that, it's um, what we were talking before, there's a lot of great uh, coffee roasteries here, a lot of beer breweries. And they have really, really expensive equipment too mm-hmm. to show what their beverage um, can do. And I think for tea, usually people think it's just like, oh, hot water, but there's just so many different things that can go into tea. And for us to make this investment and it be really be able to um, show the power of tea, um, I think. Um, that was like a really, really proud moment for us too. Yeah, and has that always been a dream of yours to have this machine in your space? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, again, it just kind of fits also like seamlessly in the background. But when you walk in, you're like, "Whoa, what is that?" And I think um, that is just like one of many things that we really want to bring uh, that we don't like compromise on, like inequality mm-hmm. and. You're really able to showcase, um, showcase and educate people. I think that's also a really important part. Like we do really thorough um, training with our teams to make sure that each and every person that walks in, not only do they get a tea, um, you know, a tea bag for, for, or to get some loose leaf tea f- to prepare the house, or even just grab like a, a drink. They're also coming out with a piece of like knowledge or a little bit of something that they didn't know about tea when they walk out of Paru. Yeah, and, and just going back to the space, I would love for you to describe, you know, the the intention behind it as far as like what were the feelings that you wanted to invoke when people walk into the space mm-hmm. and how did and the experience that they wanted to feel because the space is so it's designed so intentionally and with every finish that's in there you can tell there's the craftsmanship of like even the live edge bar that uh, Mickey, you know, had created, and and the wood detail and the color palette. I guess the feeling when we were first uh, thinking of design of it, we wanted to echo um, the elements at Point Loma, but have it to be it's like more nice. Uh, I guess like a little bit of more elevated version because we have more uh, almost triple the space to play with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was important to us to have certain elements, kind of small details of like matching kind of like the flooring. We had to do the flooring like twice because the first time it wasn't light enough. So it would kind of offset the colors of it. Um, And uh, the maple slab that, you know, when you first enter, we have the same maple slab at Point Loma and we wanted to kind of be playful with that piece too. To when you enter it and be like, oh, that's actually... Um, something that I saw if they've um, been to the Point Loma shop. And then I think the feeling that we wanted uh, anyone to walk in, just a sense of um, calmness, I think. Mm-hmm. Like almost like a safe space, but but also what was important to me was feeling like you're somewhere else, not in San Diego. Mm. During like in COVID, I mean, I don't think anyone really traveled, right? So yeah. being um, into uh, going into Paru, we actually have no signage at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. you're at Paru. <laughs> <laughs> so we kept that minimal. So you have to find us. Yes. But luckily, we have like these like beautiful like large windows that you mm-hmm. can kind of see the display. And then entering in, 
um, yeah, you're kind of have to. You feel like you're taking, uh, taking like somewhere else, and almost like somewhere either somewhere like Southeast Asia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, since we're gonna focus on like Southeast Asian teas, um, with a blend of like Japanese minimal like aesthetic too, where you know that screen door just kind of rolls across seamlessly yeah. in the background. But that's like one of the most detailed work ever <laughs> to build like that, that screen door. Um, and I think a lot of people were missing that feeling of traveling and being kind of almost like like you stumbled upon something that you can't wait to tell your friends, but you also kind of wanted to keep it a secret too. Yeah. So that's kind of like the um, kind of the feeling that we wanted to have it at um, Paru. Yeah. Well, I think you nailed it because um, I was doing a tasting with um, Seven Caves spirits a while back and um the the founder there jeff um and i we we connected and and we didn't realize that we knew you and he was like oh my gosh amy and he's like every time i go in there i feel like i've traveled that i've i have gone to to asia and i'm in Mm -hmm. one of those tea shops because he did go to those spaces Mm -hmm. and he was like i feel like i've been transported and when i go in there it reminds me of those times when I was there and I was able to, you know, have a beautiful cup of tea. So I'm just gonna say that you totally nailed it with, um, you know, that intention because it's it's like no other place except, you know, but it, it but it has that feeling that you've been there if you've, tr- if you've traveled, which is really, really incredible. Um, and speaking of, I know you do a lot of collaborations and I do oh have <laughs> the Seven Cades Paru Tea collaboration. <laughs> yeah, the Jasmine Tea Rum. So tell me how, like, and, and you've collaborated with Modern Times. Like, how do these collaborations come to be? Um, I think, well, especially with Seven Caves, I was, again, it was one of those things where, and I'm happy that you mentioned Modern Times because Originally, with like modern times, we had a special like um, uh, coffee blend with them. But with one of the um, the staff members at Modern Times, uh, I was asking him if they had like uh, rum barrels. But they have huge rum barrels to make like um, aged beer and aged coffee. I think at that time when I was uh, we were at the small office space, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I was like able to have like you know like a fifty gallon like barrel. But, um, I mean, San Diego, the community is so wonderful and, um, so, like, I guess everyone wants to, like, connect with one another, which I really appreciate in, in the small business community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually refer to, uh, this guy, uh, Jeff in Seven Caves. So I was like, oh, cool. He's like, a mirror me, so I was kind of close to, like, the office. And then he's like, oh, well, you just had to, like, email him and... And also, and uh, figure it out. I was like, okay. And then so I looked it up, and then I, you know, sh- shot off an email. And I think a few days later, like I heard back, and then, um, and then I was telling him like what I was doing. He was like, okay, well, just like come over to the shop. And uh, again, it is. It, it was. It seemed like really obscure too. I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't have <laughs> any anything. So I'll just drop by an office. And this was the time where again, just figuring like things out, and then. When I met Jeff, we were just like, yeah, we just like hit it off. And so he was like a one-man show too. And it's probably still a one-man show to this day. And he wouldn't have it any other way because he's uh, very similar to myself where I was like, oh, I need to like control everything. And I have all these ideas. And um, and it was just such a fun time um, talking uh, to him. And uh, he had the perfect barrels for me. Uh, there were like these like, it's like five gallon like barrels and it was perfect to just start and experiment, um, and um, it, yeah, it's my favorite, like one of my favorite collaborations. And then he had a little, he, I had a tasting with him too in our Point Loma shop, and he really loved the jasmine tea, and he had the idea for the jasmine room, and uh, yeah, it just, it just went from there. So every time I either go to his place or he goes to ours, we just get, it's like kids in a candy shop. <laughs> Yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> you love it. So what were you doing with these rum barrels? What were you um, making in them? Oh, yeah. So with, um, I had an idea. So there is, um, you know, I've come across a lot of like age barrel, like 
um, coffee beans. So they put the coffee beans in um, barrels after they've been um, uh, been emptied from like the rum. So I was like, oh, uh, tea is very porous, really absorbent flavors. That's why uh, when you're um, opening a tea bag, just make sure that it's not next to like any like strong smelling things and make sure that it's closed. But on the flip side, it's really great if you want to absorb like a lot of flavors in there. I was like, oh, that's perfect for absorbing natural um, aroba from um, from barrels that have been soaked um, in the oak um, from the rum. So I played with a few different types of of teas and they just come out so well and it just keeps aging after years and years. Um, kind of like fine wine, like the better, the longer it ages, um, the more robust and just so flavorful like it becomes. And um, I think I've done like four different teas now and they, you know, sell out like each time. So the next batch I'm very excited for to, to, to pick up um, probably like later this year or um, end of early next year. Amazing. So rad. I'll definitely save you some. Yes, please. <laughs> I will, I will um, pre-order and come over and grab some because that sounds amazing. Um, you were just talking about um, tea and, and making sure that it's not next to something that has a strong aroma. Can you give us sort of like some tea 101? Like what do we need to know about um, brewing loose leaf tea? Because that's what you're so well known for. And and I think people, you know, they were so, especially in San Diego or, or wherever, like, um, you know, we're used to like these little tea bags with like these grounded up like herbs and you don't even know what is in there and and then you come to you and you've got these beautiful loose leaf teas where you can see like the plant and then when the water touches it it just like expands and opens up and you can see like you know the the leaves and the flowers and so can you give us sort of just um some tips or or tricks or or things to make sure that we're brewing our our teas correctly yeah absolutely so um just like a quick tea one-on-one so we're talking about plants too so um, the technical term for tea, it comes from one plant called the Camilla sinensis plant. And from that plant, uh, only six different tea types will come out from the plant. That's white tea, oolong tea, green tea, black tea. And those are the main teas that we've probably, you know, drank like in most of our lifetime now. But there are two other teas too that a little bit more um, more rare or um, some haven't heard of so that's yellow tea uh, but yellow tea is pre- predominantly produced in um, in China but it's becoming a little bit lesser well known because not a lot of tea producers are producing yellow tea nowadays but that's almost like an in-between a white and a green tea the flavor profile um, and then the other tea is an age or fermented tea it's called a puar tea and those ones, I mean, we see in, used in a lot of Chinese medicine. It's um, um, compressed in like a dish or like a like a cake. Uh, and those ones you'll um, sometimes like if it's in the cake form, you'll break off and then brew it over, you know, 20 times mm. or so. And it's, um, since it's aged or fermented, it, it has really great medicinal qualities for like the digestive system. Wow. Um, and um, that's a that's a really wonderful tea to have. So. All, all those six different tea types will come from the Camilla sinensis plant, and from those six different tea types, there are different, um, different kinds of teas too. But if it doesn't fall under that branch, it, it's not considered like a tea. Um, but for example, since I'm drinking a ginger, ginger ginger tea right now, that's considered more of like a herbal infusion or tisane. Um, but it doesn't have any like inherent like caffeine like tea. All the Camilla sinensis plants has caffeine in there. Um, that, that's just done by Mother Nature to protect mm-hmm. um, you know any from from it from any insects. So if insects bite too much of the plant, the caffeine protects uh, the tea leaves. Um, so any like rooibos tea, um, like yerba mate, it's like um, considered uh, just another type of infusion. Um, so with that basis. Um, if you're brewing a, or for example, any of those six different tea types, definitely need water. You need your uh, tea vessel, whether it be a mug or a teapot. Um, 
And then loose leaf tea is really special in itself because uh, with the term with like loose leaf tea, um, that's not um, considered to be like any in any tea bag. Oftentimes, when you're um, getting tea bags from the grocery store, you won't get as much flavor from it as when you're brewing loose leaf tea. I don't know if you also could tell like the difference too, uh, Rachel, from brewing a tea bag from like loose leaf tea. Like you'll definitely get. Oh yeah, it's so much more potent, and um, mm-hmm. it just has a lot more flavor to it. I don't add anything in in mine my teas at all because um, I like to to taste um, those flavors. But yeah, and then you can also rebrew um, mm-hmm. the loose leaf. You can you, you have like another um, go at it, right? And then and then I yeah, feel like yeah, that's yeah. in itself is a whole another kind of flavor profile when you do yeah. the second batch. Yeah, it's like really because. <laughs> Back um, before when I was brewing uh, like tea packs, I was like, oh, I think I need two teas in here because I like <laughs> there are two tea bags because I need a really strong, but literally it was just maybe one tablespoon of like tea in like a eight ounce like cup or something. You really can do like at least like three, three steepings, if not more. And then with oolong teas, you definitely the flavor pro- profile gets better after like the fifth or the sixth steep. So. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really the, cool. Yeah, the teas in the tea bags, um, they come from the tea dust typically, so you don't get the actual whole leaf of the tea. So it's kind of almost like the sediments of the tea oftentimes. Um, and then there's like a lot of plastics in like the tea bags too when you're actually um, putting it in hot water. So there's a lot of such like a lot of benefits uh, to loose leaf tea. And then after you're done with this, you can compost the tea too. Put it in the soil in your garden. Yeah, um, I totally do yeah. that. And I also do that with like, if I have leftover tea um, that I didn't finish, I'll, I water my plants with it. I don't know if that's a good thing mm-hmm. or a bad thing. Oh, but... yeah, yeah, <laughs> Extra nutrients. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I think it's a good thing. I, I don't know why they wouldn't enjoy tea. <laughs> we enjoy it. And then, yeah, the and then composting all of the, the leaves and the waste, it's really cool because it's just going right back into nature, which is really rad. Um. Yeah, and then the last part of it is just making sure that you have proper water, like using filtered water, not using tap water. I mean, water here in San Diego is a little bit more harsher with tap water with tea. Um, Because if you think about it, there's only two ingredients in tea. It's just water and the loose leaf tea. So any of those factors can manipulate it too. And then um, if there's instructions on the tea bag on proper steeping methods, um, definitely worth to check out. making sure not brewing your green tea with mm-hmm. um, boiling temperature too. Yeah, your your labels are perfect because it has the tea temperature, how long to steep it, like everything is there and it's so pretty and simple and clean. And you really, you know, thought of everything when you were creating your, your packaging. So it makes it so easy for people to understand and it's not oh, like intimidating. It's like anybody can yeah. create this, <laughs> which is really cool. I'm, um, you know, I have a ritual with my boys, and if I'm making tea, I'll ask if they would like some tea. And, and you know, all oh, the times, they're, oh my gosh. They're, yeah, they're always like yes. And then they get out their tea, their tea cups, and we have like oh. little clear cups, and um, yeah. And then I sometimes will have them like pick their own teas or what they're feeling, and then and then we have a nice little tea party. So thank oh you my for. Gosh. It's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. So, and we owe that to you for creating that sacred space of, um, again, slowing down, appreciating the tea, <laughs> tasting it in our mouths, and coming together as a family to to do a ritual like this and being intentional about it. I think that's, you know, a really neat gift that you've been able to give my family. And I know other people that come to you also have their own rituals, and, and you definitely have a beautiful following. and. Anytime I was in the shop, I, I, you know, people would just come in and, and share with you, you know, their stories and, and what, you know, you've done for them. And I think it's just really neat that you've created such a supportive space for, for people to come in and, and feel welcomed and, and loved by all of it. Well, thank you, Rachel. Well, yeah. definitely owe it to you too for setting the clearing to make sure we <laughs> to a good start. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I do have one of your subscription boxes, which you, again, the packaging, I, you know, everything is so beautifully created. So I get 
box of multiple teas every month. And then you've always got like art and then the tea um, aromas and tasting it so that you can write your own um, experience on the card and, and remember what you liked. It's almost like, you know, one of those notebooks that you keep on wine, right? It's like you have, yeah. you've created this for a tea, which is really beautiful. And then again, you've got, you. I get three teas and then you always add like a bonus. And this is really cool because then we get to try something that we might not have otherwise um, tried. And this one here is lemongrass and he made it for the Lunar New Year. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh, I think you really love lemongrass too. It's just really oh. soothing. Uh, we sourced that from a, a woman-owned tea farmer. She actually she grows tea and also grows lemongrass too. Um, and then that's just the most delicious lemongrass I ever tasted in uh, Chiang Rai in Thailand. Oh my gosh, I remember going there in Thailand. I think that was the first time I ever tried um, like green tea and we went out to the tea Oh my fields. gosh. Yeah, yeah, it was so magical. And it was just like these hill, rolling hills of tea. And I remember we got to pick a little bit and then we went back and they showed us how to actually make tea. And oh I had God. no idea that that was like, <laughs> you know, you just like, oh, you just pour water over it. And they're like, no, you got to steep it for this much and we got to cover it. And everyone had their own little tea thing. It was just like, it was just really cool. Oh, I love that. So you just love how little things can transport you back to like memory, fond memories. Right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was so magical in Thailand, and and now I get to try more of that that tea from there. So amazing. Um, so Amy, what um, what are you practicing right now as far as uh, any rituals, or do you have any things that you go to, to to get grounded or centered or reconnect with your higher self? Or um, what do you what are you loving right now in that that realm? Hmm. Uh, I think so. We used to work seven days a week. We still do in some ways, but we do take Monday, Tuesday off. So the shop is closed on Monday, Tuesday. So that's our time to kind of regroup and uh, take, um, yeah, take time for ourselves. Um, so every Tuesday, we actually do a um, like a Japanese uh, uh, tea practice, like a tea ceremony. Um, class and it's about two to three hours but we're just focusing on um, just kind of like practice and the skill of making matcha and holding a uh, tea ceremony and in traditional Japan the tea ceremony is about like four four to five hours and very seldom that you actually get invited to those because the hosts and the guests actually have to practice and work their way up for it um, but We've, oh, Lonnie and I, we do this together, but we, yeah, we go to um, this woman's uh, house. She's been a, uh, like, she's our, pretty much our childhood, like, sensei. And we'll, we'll start with just, like, folding a cloth for probably, like, an hour and making sure that each and every single movement is exact and precise. And it's not something that you can practice and get good at overnight. Sometimes it'll take people years and, you know, 10 years to practice. And and you're not allowed to have any jewelry on, any watch, leave all your phones, like, out out the door. And it just feels so freeing, even though you're just doing this for, like, uh, hours. And then, you know, there's also different, like, vessels that we're learning. And I think that's been just really, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's funny because it feels like oh you're confined in doing all these things but it also feels freeing to me <laughs> wow oh my god I had no idea this is amazing yeah so doing that and then afterwards we actually the other part of it is that we've been going to the safari park oh I've been seeing that I've been seeing your stories <laughs> yeah we got an annual member pass but that helps us to be outside and look at other things, uh, other animals, obviously. And I think that is like a sense of like playfulness for us too, but it's also a ritual because we're doing that every week. So we've been kind of enjoying mother nature and just seeing animals and appreciating them in that way. So that's yeah. been our like ritual. 
Oh my god. So now I know the backstory. So every time I see you guys there, I'll be like, oh, they just did like a beautiful <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> no, but that's actually helped us to not be like, okay, we're sitting at home. We feel like we need to get on the computer and start working and all that. But like, no, we have these fasts. Let's just go and see. And, you know, we don't spend the whole day there. It's just like an yeah. hour. So it feels exciting every single time still to go visit, see if the line's awake. <laughs> And uh, oh yeah, and it's just little things like that. I think it also helps us, like, you know, how long we are we're also like business partners and we're married. It's a time to just like work. We are, uh, yeah, we're trying to kind of do things outside of that too. So that's oh, part of so our huge. ritual thing together. And um, yeah, spending time to ourselves. Unbelievable. That is so beautiful. I love it. And uh, so what's brewing? What's coming up? What's, what's, uh, what's next for Paru and what are you guys envisioning yeah i mean for um for what is paru we celebrate the season so we just you know celebrated the lunar new year just like throughout february and hopefully to continue out like the whole year because it is still the year with the tiger and not forgetting about that too um then in terms of seasons we will be celebrating the spring season which is like a very beautiful time for spring teas, renewal, winter, all the Camila Sinensis plants were dormant and getting ready to kind of sprout in the spring, which I'm really excited for. But, um, but I think like, I think I've learned just kind of throughout the years, each year we've done something different in a way where we've either grown the space, opened up a new space. I think what I'm excited for is actually being consistent at mm -hmm. what we're doing now not asking for too much more uh, but just keeping up the momentum of that and just really feeling content of where I guess Paru and myself is at too and yeah. I think it's really important to practice that's why it's a ritual right you keep practicing yeah. the same thing practicing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I you know I've always looked for you know what else can I do what else can I do but I think I'm so happy of like how everything's been coming to rotation. I want to nourish it and keep growing it in the same way as possible. Mm -hmm. And you're, I mean, you're doing it. You're, you guys are um, definitely, you know, a wonder and it's beautiful seeing you guys bloom and shift and evolve and creating these sacred spaces, which mm -hmm. is so beautiful. And so how can people find you? Um, how can we follow you and support you and experience all these gorgeous things that you have to offer? Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, we love updating, um, like just tea stories and stories on our Instagram. So it's just on Instagram, we're at Paru Tea. Um, you can just check out our selections on our website at parutea.com. Um, and yeah, everything I, f I feel like you can physically come to the shop too. We're open Wednesday through Sunday, 11 to 5. I think that's like a nice way to experience too. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times people come to either of the shops and then make a round to the next shop too. So that's kind of like a nice oh, way to so experience cool. through because they're both like so different in, in like a good way too. So you can have. Um, two different versions, whether you're closer to the Point Loma shop or closer to La Jolla, I think it's always like a nice little adventure too. Are you still um, offering your tea experiences with um, tastings and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So everything is, um, you're able to book uh, dates online uh, to see when um, some of the booking reservations are like available. We do it through Wednesday through Sunday at um, two different times. So you can uh, check that out on our website too. Cool. And then do you ship um, worldwide or is it just in the U.S.? Yep. Or? Just worldwide too. Oh my God. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this podcast is going to launch here shortly um, in the spring. I, I was really intentional about having it kind of come out at that spring moment. And if you are Perfect. in San Diego, um, please save the date. I've got a uh, physical in-person launch party at Yoga Deck, which is a space that I mm. designed a while back. And we will definitely have tea from Paru, so you can taste the tea there as well. And that's happening on um, March 26th 
5 to 8 p.m. here in San Diego. Um, and Amy, you're of course always invited and I'll send out some more information. Um, oh, it's always so such a beautiful honor. Oh my God, I just love everything that you guys are doing and I and there's collaborations happening. So um, all of you stay tuned because there's some cool stuff that's um, that's that's brewing in our in our fields here. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Rachel, again for having me. It's always, uh, it's always such a, I don't know, just to be in your presence is just mm. so energizing. So thank you for sharing and you know, sharing your work and your craft too. Absolutely. You have been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry and special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E. And find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.